so as we as we head back into John Owen, the 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 text right there by John Owen, uh, that the let's start over with the quote. So we kind of get a running start into that. So we can get a running start into that. It is therefore of singular advantage in the interpretation of the scriptures that a man be well acquainted with the original languages. So that, that's what we're getting ready to step into, this study and embarking into the original language study, that we are going to begin our process tonight walking into this process. Notice, according to John uh, Owen, what the point was. And to be able to examine the use, signification of words, phrases, expressions, as they are applied and declared in other authors. To study the scriptures in the original languages forces us to slow down, forces us to slow down to look at words, how our words put together, how our phrases put together. The process now of exegesis begins with this. How are words, sentences, and phrases matched and structured in the broader discourse. That's what this is. That's what we're getting ready to begin. Where theological readings or typological readings or, or a history of redemption readings sort of floats above the text to see big picture, this is very much from the ground up. It's both and. We read both ways, right? We read big picture storyline, but we also want to learn how to read at a very small, minuscule level so as to understand and to know scriptures. Flip on over and see that other picture of the person sitting down. One of the interesting things, and we are grateful for them. We are grateful for them. Our scribes, scribes would sit down and hand copy. Hand copy copy these manuscripts. This picture, does anyone know who this is a picture of? Professor? Yep, hold on. I'll, I'll, I'll hold off on questions here in a minute. Who, who is this? What are we? See if he can type it to you. It's Mark. It's a picture of Mark. Look at the top of it. You see a moo, which is an M, an alpha, which is an A sound, a rho, which is the R sound, even though it looks like a big P, it's a rho, it's an R, then you have a kappa, omicron, then you have what's a C, looks like a C. At a capital level in, the, uh, in, in this manuscript, big C's would be pronounced like an S, it's a sigma, Marcos. We give thanks for these people who would sit down meticulously to copy Greek manuscripts over and over and over and over again. Why? To preserve this text for us, the church, right? We now benefit from this one small moment, right? We now benefit from this one small moment. Our time together here our time together here, if we learn the Greek well enough, and if we learn how to use Greek, 
we will be able to step into counseling situations. We will be able to step into preaching and teaching situations. We will be able to step into other types of theological discourse to say, the text says this, right? Learning how to read in the original language is going to force us to slow down and how to read textually. How to read textually. Look at Martin Luther's quote there. Look at Martin Luther's quote there. Let us be sure of this. We will not long preserve the gospel. What? Without the languages. According to Luther, what's at stake of us knowing Greek? What's at stake is the gospel. I remember, I remember my first year in seminary. Remember my first year in seminary. It was, a, it was like an a introduction preaching course. Uh, a person got up here and gave a talk on Matthew 28 and its relationships to us as first-year sem, first seminary students who are learning Greek. One of his application points. Your time alone in the library, your time alone in your study, memorizing declension numbers or memorizing declension forms, memorizing these Greek terms is for the sake of the preservation of the gospel as it goes to the nation. We'll not long preserve the gospel without the languages. The languages are the sheath in which the sword of the spirit is contained. They're the casket in which this jewel is enshrined. They're the vessel in which this wine is held. They're the larder in which this food is stored. If through our neglect, we let the language go, which God forbid, we lose the gospel. What a charge for us at the beginning of this. What's at stake? What's at stake? the preservation of the gospel and the service of gospel ministry to local churches. In first and second century, first and second century, how many people in the Roman world could read? First and second century, how many people in the Roman world could read? What was the literacy rate? Does anyone know? Say that again, 10 to 12%, 10 to 12%. Within Christian community, by the time we reach the second century, 30%. Somehow Christianity became a textual community, became a textual community. Well, good, let's go ahead and kind of review. What is it that we're gonna be accomplishing in this course. Look over there at the course goals. By the time we're done, this is incredible. We should memorize about 465 Greek words. Ready? That's four out of every five words on, on the page right now. So we're going to get up to speed. We're going to get up to a kind of place if we apply ourselves to the task by the end of this semester in December, 
you're going to be able to read and translate on the go. It's going to be hard work. It's going to be uphill. It's going to be grueling. And we're going to walk together. <laughs> and sometimes it's going to be feeling like we're going to be running together. At other times, it's going to be feeling like I'm the only one running and I'm pulling everyone <laughs> up. We're going to get there. It's going to take time and it's going to take diligence. Um, one of the things that, uh, that I've done in other language classes, I've taught, I've taught Latin for a number of years and taught Greek for a number of years. One of the things that learning language does is that it reveals uh, features of our character. It reveals features of our character. Do we have discipline to do this 15 minutes a day? I promise you. If you devote 15 minutes a day to declensions and to vocabulary memorization, your retention level is going to go through the roof. It's going to go through the roof. Studying languages reveals the kind of character and quality that is already sitting in you. My first year, my first year, um, <clears throat> I'll share this story again. My first year in Hebrew class in seminary was a disaster. I took Hebrew first, then I took Greek. Obviously, I ended up a New Testament professor, so you know exactly how Hebrew went. <laughs> <clears throat> Could not get anything better than a C. Could not get anything better than a C my first year. And what it ended up doing was it displayed, it, it shone a bright light in, a, in my soul that I didn't know was there. I did not have the discipline to sit down. Second of all, um, pray through this time. Let the study of the scriptures compel you to pray. As you study vocab words, as you study declension uh, of nouns, declension of verbs, pray. Ask the Lord to give you a heart that wants to know this. You're going to kick against this. You're going to, you're going to feel overwhelmed Wednesday night before two, Thursday hits when you know something's going to come in class today. Stick it out. Stick it out. We're going to work together. We're going to do this together. We are going to labor side by side together. It's going to take time. Know that it's going to take time. It's going to hurt, and that's okay. It's all part of the process. It's going to refine you. So in our time, flip on over to, uh, to page five of the syllabus, the course requirements. It's page five for me. Is it a page five for you? Just making sure. Uh, page requirements. Uh, course requirements and assignments, uh, Roman numeral eight, page four. All right, look down at B and C, reading assignments and vocabulary memorization. Here's a study tip. 30 minutes a day is far more productive than a two-hour study session at the end of the week because it starts to sit into long-term memory. So this is what I talked about, how it reveals habits. To study a language is gonna start revealing our habits. We're gonna take a total of 12 quizzes. That's it. 
12 quizzes, all term, that will comprise our grade. There's roughly three chapters each week that we'll do. You will be given a quiz on one of those three chapters. You don't know which one, you won't know which one until you receive it. So you'll come ready for those three quizzes. There's gonna be a time where you're gonna kind of roll the dice because <laughs> you only got one chapter done and you got that quiz number. It'll probably happen. So you'll pass the class, but there could be six chapters you didn't review, right? So again, like part of this is trying to build in those character, uh, there's these character moments. Flip on over to page nine. So I'm, I'm sorry, Roman numeral nine, grading criteria. You gotta see the, the display of how all of this is gonna, how this is gonna play out. You are gonna try your hand at translating First John. Does it overwhelm you a bit? <laughs> We're gonna to start today. We're gonna to start today at reading, right? We're gonna to start today at reading. And one of the things that I really love about Decker's book, one of the things I really love about Decker's book I don't know if some of you are familiar with maybe Mounts or Summers. I don't know if there's other Greek books that you come uh, familiar with. One of the things that I like about Decker over others is that he integrates his chapters, nouns and verbs. He'll interchange between them. If you were to study Mounts, we wouldn't get to verbs. We wouldn't get to verbs until week seven of our time together. That means until week seven, we couldn't read together. Like you couldn't be reading the text and understanding some of the basic items. Decker is going to have us reading by the end of week one, potentially the end of week, end of week two. Will you understand it? Will you understand it all? Of course you won't. It's okay. But you're going to start recognizing forms and that's what we're going to do together. So if I can sort of paint the vision, can I paint the vision for the whole year, right? Because uh, tell me if I'm wrong, I, I'm under the impression that the students who take Greek one will also be taking Greek two. For the most part, it'll be the same group, right? Okay, so let me try to paint the big vision where we're headed for the whole year. By the end of May, if we roll through this, if we stick this out, if we lay our hand to the plow. By the end of semester one, we are going to know enough about Greek grammar that we're going to be able to translate through first to John. Okay, one of our big mantras that we're going to put into play here, grammar is not exegesis. Grammar is not exegesis. Too often than not, after semester one, Greek students stop because they think they now can do exegesis. No, we're gonna learn about forms and function. Forms, what does Greek look like? Function, how does Greek work? Semester one is going to be forms. We're gonna look at a lot of what does Greek look like and can we identify the parts of it? Semester two, we are going to take one more further step in, and we're now going to ask the question, how does Greek work? 
How does it function? And at that point, we're going to hit exegesis. At that point, we're going to hit exegesis. Okay, flip on over to the course schedule, just so we are working to get on the same page. Just so we're working to get on to the same page, right? Each professor feels like they interpret their course schedule differently. <laughs> Do you come to class having read? Do you come to class uh, not having read? I am under the assumption, I am under the assumption that you have done the readings of chapters one through three before we started today. Okay. However, because I haven't said that yet, I can't hold you to that, right? So I know that many of you haven't. So in other words, by the end of today's class, I have quiz packet one for us, right? Okay, so we're already gonna jump into this. Your grade will be based on 10 total quizzes. We're gonna drop out the lowest two, okay? So we're gonna try our hand at quiz one today, okay? Uh, probably by the time we get there, we'll all, I think I'll let quiz one, we'll work in groups today. Okay, but most, uh, most of our quizzes we won't. But today, that, that's what I'll let us do. So let us kind of work through tons of material, work through tons of material together. And then we will do a quiz together. Okay, fair enough. I want to try your hand at reading. You read on your own. We're going to come in class and we're going to do I'm going to say, give me verse one, read verse two for me, read verse three for me, read verse four, five, six, seven, eight, and we're going to come back again. Not, like we're going to do a lot of readings and, and so that we can learn what Greek sounds like. How does it work? I will push pause on what we're reading and say, tell me what that word is. You should know it, right? You'll look at it, you'll stare at it, and you'll feel the kind of the wheels in your brain totally turning there's gonna come a moment where it's just gonna feel like it clicks and you now see it. Has anyone ever taken a language class before? Okay, good. So you're already somewhat familiar with the process of learning language. This class, it's gonna be, be very normal that you're gonna feel constantly two to three weeks behind, always. That's okay. Embrace that process, embrace that learning curve. Embrace that, <laughs> that posture. Okay, any questions? Any questions? Any questions?